All right, welcome back to another episode of the Ice Bath Sports Podcast. I'm Griff. I'm Matt. And uh, yeah, before we get started today, just make sure you guys check out our social media platforms. We're at Ice Bath Sports on TikTok and Instagram and at Ice Bath Pod on Twitter. And you can also check out the video version of this show on the Ice Bath Sports Podcast YouTube page. Dude, just nailed that. Talk about the plug. <laughs> All right, so... First thing we want to do today is talk about our season predictions for this year. Um, we picked out all of our division winners, and we picked out our Super Bowl and who's winning the Super Bowl. So, Matt, if you want to get started with your predictions, go right for it. Sure. Uh, yeah, so as far as the AFC goes, um, I have Buffalo winning the East, Baltimore winning the North, uh, AFC South is going to Indy. They're going to steamroll almost everybody in that division. Yeah, I agree. And then I think the Chargers pull through in the West. Sorry, Broncos country. Uh, Let's ride. Yeah. But we we talked about we touched on it quickly uh, at the end of last episode, how we both picked the Chargers and thought it was kind of a hot take. But I, I think that team's defense has improved so much. And adding like somebody like Khalil Mack to have him both off the edge, they're just going to be – Quite unstoppable, I think. And you already had Derwin James in that secondary. You're adding J.C. Jackson. Asante Samuel should take that next step yeah. this year. Um, and do we even need to talk about that linebacking core? They couldn't yeah. even keep Kaiser White because their linebacking core was so stacked. Yeah, I, I think that I yeah I agree with you on that one. So uh, if we're moving on to the NFC, I have my Philadelphia Eagles taking the East. I have the Packers taking the North. I think their defense carries them. Uh, you know, I think the Vikings are going to be a great team this year, but uh, I think Green Bay is just going to get that edge. Uh, the South, I have Tampa Bay. And in the West, I have the Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams. What do you got for your Super Bowl? For my Super Bowl prediction, uh, I have my Eagles making the Super Bowl, uh, but I have them losing to the Buffalo Bills. Um, I think it should be a great game. I think Buffalo is really going to steamroll everybody in that AFC. They're just that stacked. They're a powerhouse. But uh, Philly, Philly, I think, makes it out. Um, you have a great defense, a complete team. If Jalen Hurts can really limit his turnovers and be just a game manager manager with that, that rushing ability, um, I think Philly can really go all the way. Their, their roster is just that complete. So, All right, so for my AFC predictions, I have the same exact ones as Matt. I've got the Bills out of the East, the Ravens out of the North, the Colts out of the South, and I've also got the Chargers out of the West. Um, NFC, we differ a little bit. I've got the Eagles coming out of the East as well. Um, I just think they're a more complete team. I think they're a better team than Dallas. Dallas's offense scares me, and I just think the Eagles have the edge there. Um, I've got the Vikings coming out of the North. Um, what scares me a little bit about Green Bay is that receiving core, which we touched on a lot in the last episode. Um I guess you can never really doubt Aaron Rodgers, but I just like the Vikings this year. Um, out of the South, I don't have Tampa Bay winning it. Um, I do have the New Orleans Saints. Wow. Um, I Jameis Winston, it's uh, he's an absolute dog. Um, <laughs> I I don't know. I I think they're I think they got a really solid offense, and I, I guess we'll just see. I wouldn't shock me if Tampa wins it, but I had to I had to be a little different. And I also have the Rams win the West. My Super Bowl, though, I have the Bucks in the Super Bowl as a wild card team. But my Super Bowl champion, LA Chargers. See, I love the Chargers. I absolutely do think that they're going to win the West. Just 
That team is is so good. They have so many superstar players. But it's the Chargers, and every year it just you kind of get that that curse of they make it. You know, they're they're pre uh, they're regular season champions. They make it to the postseason. They don't really get it past a couple games. Kind of like the Dallas Cowboys um, of the AFC, in my opinion. You know, you had Philip Rivers for so many years, and what did you do with him? Not much. Yeah. I, I think that that management is going to do the same thing with Justin Herbert. I think Justin Herbert's going to be a perennial, you know, uh, Pro Bowler, and and even maybe uh, he's going to make first team quarterback several times in his career. But at the end of the day, I I'm not sure he's going to really get a, a ring. And then you know, once you have to pay him, it's you're really going to struggle putting a, 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 a com- team be, together, competing yeah. team around him. You know, because he's gonna be getting paid. Yeah, I bucks. I agree. I think I think this is the year they have to do it. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. I, I his, love Herbert this year, though. I do love I do love me some Justin Herbert. Um, quick, quick question for you. I know this is off topic. Uh, do you think Brandon Staley is on the hot seat this year? Oh, a hundred percent. Do you think if, I, if he if he is that lone team? You know, you you put all the right pieces in for the Chargers to to be that Super Bowl contending team. If he doesn't do it this year. I think in trouble? I I think so. I you know last year he towards the end of the year and after the last week of the season he was on the hot seat and you know right. you keep him around you build up that defense more but if he doesn't do it this year I think he's gone. I agree with that. I agree with that. All right. So after our season predictions, we also have some award predictions. Um you want to start? I'll, I'll let you kick it off cuz right, you know right. your 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 predictions are fresh in everybody's <laughs> mind right now. I'll you keep going. All right, so my MVP, I'm sticking with the Chargers here, Justin Herbert. I got Herbert winning MVP. My Offensive Player of the Year, I like Justin Jefferson. I mean, how could you not? Defensive Player of the Year, I got a, I got a little surprise here. I got Micah Parsons. Um, I think if he puts together a 15 to 18 sack season, gets a pick or two maybe. I know he's not great in coverage, but he could drop back. Um, I think he has a good shot of winning it. Comeback Player of the Year. The obvious choice, I think. Maybe not too obvious, but it's for us, we, we both agree on this. Christian right. McCaffrey. Um, I think C-Mac, if he, if he could stay healthy, he's, there's no way he doesn't win it. Um, offensive Rookie of the Year, I, I kind of switched mine up last minute. I saw um, that, yeah. But I am going Chris Olave out of my South winning New Orleans Saints. I liked Olave a ton out of college, and I think uh, in this offense – you know, you put him with Michael Thomas, who we also talked about last last week. We we haven't seen him play in two years, but I, I don't know. Chris Olave, I think he's I think he's poised for a big year. And defensive rookie of the year for my New York Jets, we got Sauce Gardner. I think he's going to be a lockdown corner. He didn't get targeted once in the preseason, granted preseason, but whatever. Um, I think he's going to be a lockdown corner if you could get a couple picks here and there. I don't think he'll put up many, but I think he's got a shot. I will say I do want to try the sauce sauce from Buffalo oh, Wings yes. as soon as that's released in our area. Um, yeah, that's gonna be delicious. That is, yeah, that's get up that there. get that on some uh, Thursday. Uh, buy one get one free boneless wings. Oh, you can't go wrong there. All right. So as far as my award predictions, um, I too have my Super Bowl winning team mm-hmm. as quarterback uh, winning the MVP. I have Josh Allen uh, as my MVP. I know that's kind of the consensus pick, but you look at the whole body of work there. I mean, who's poised for a better position than Josh Allen? Uh, I 
I got to go with my guy. I've loved him since he came out of Wyoming, and I think he's finally going to get the recognition he deserves this year. Uh, Offensive Player of the Year uh, is the exact same as Griffin. Uh, I do have Justin Jefferson. I think he's also going to have a great year. You got all these reports coming out of camp saying that he looked unguardable. Uh, and he's just, I mean, even last year he was, he was, let's be honest. He was unguardable. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I, <laughs> I, I don't think guys like Jair Alexander are going to be able to cover him this year. I, like, I completely agree. In the league. I think I, he's going to be on a level of his own yeah, when it comes to his route running ability. Yep. Um, defensive player of the year. I thought long and hard about this, but when Pretty it came down one. to it, I think TJ Watt repeats. I like that a lot. Um, the guy over the last, what, three seasons is like so far above everybody else yeah. when it comes to sacks, like a cumulative. I think he has like 20 more sacks than the next person. Yeah, it's ridiculous. He's so yeah. good. Christian McCaffrey is also my comeback player of the mm-hmm. year. That offense in Carolina is going to run through Christian McCaffrey. It's going to be run CMC all day. It has to. It has to. It has to. I mean, if they want a chance at you know making a wild card spot, because I think that's what their ceiling is this year, yeah. even though they do have Baker Mayfield, uh, I think Christian McCaffrey is the key to that happening. Um, and as far as my offensive rookie of the year. I love this one. I, I love this guy. I, I've taken him in almost every fantasy league that we're gonna I, talk, I'm in. We're going to talk a little more about him later. but uh, I have Damian Pierce for the Houston yeah. Texans. Uh, this is a guy here that, again, we'll talk a little more about him later, but he's set up to have a really, really big season. No competition around him. He's got a solid offensive line. He's got a uh, efficient quarterback I'd say um, mm-hmm. and he's just in one of these positions where there's like, like again there's no competition um, he's, he's going to come out uh, you look at Brees Hall you got Michael Carter you look at uh, uh, Kenneth Walker you got Rashad Penny not Elijah yeah not Elijah <laughs> Penny and um, I, I just I think without that competition and on a, a team that's going to be looking to score a lot of points because they're going to be coming back uh, from behind quite a quite a bit, uh, I think Damian Pierce has himself quite quite a rookie season. Yeah, I agree. His backup running back is a thirty two year old Rex Burkhead. Right. They right. just caught Marlon Mack. I mean, he's got no. Which I mean, come there. week fourteen, you know, Rex Burkhead will get you twenty p- points in fantasy. Yeah. But yeah. Um, you know, that's all he's really good for. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, and, and we're not even talking about Damian Pierce's preseason. Like he looked unguardable or unstoppable, not unguardable. Yeah. But, I mean the. Uh, Offensive line looked unguardable, but yeah, but no, Pierce looked absolutely amazing in the preseason. So right I, right, I love I love that pick, and especially after they cut Marlon Mack. When I saw you put that in, into the notes here, I was like, yeah, that's that's a solid pick right there. Yeah, and uh, finishing off, we have our defensive rookie of the year, and um, for this, if I knew he was going to have an entirely healthy year, and I knew he was going to come out week one healthy I'd go cave on Thibodeau for the Giants just because of what I've seen in the preseason how uh, dominant he was in college but it's the injuries scare me so I'm gonna have to pivot a little bit from uh, the Giants I'm gonna have to go over to Detroit with Aiden Hutchinson number two overall pick you know what Griffin I didn't know this until I saw it yesterday you'd think I knew this and you know all my my pre-draft scouting but a lot of it yeah Aiden Hutchinson, six foot seven. Oh yeah, he's a big pull. I thought he was like six four, six five. Yeah, no, he's a big boy. I didn't realize how tall he was. Yeah. And you look at it like the camera angles and the draft, and you know he doesn't look like yeah. super tall because he's he's pretty slim. But with that reach, he's going to be unstoppable. And I mean, you, you got 
Detroit, who I mean has always had a, a, a okay defense, you know, solid defense. I think he respectable he, defense. Yeah. yeah, he takes him to that next tier, yeah, I agree. and I think he's gonna be a sack machine. Um, yeah, I, I I think we get like ten plus out of him his rookie year. Oh yeah, he double digit sacks easy. Yeah. I think that's gonna be what he needs. Uh, and then a close runner up behind Hutchinson and Tibbs. I do want an honorable mention because I would not be surprised to see this guy be a sleeper pick. Uh, and that's George Karloftis for the Chiefs. I could see him playing an instrumental role and uh, really, really complimenting Frank Clark well over in Kansas City. I like Karloftis a lot. He was a great athlete. Yeah. Um, just kind of one of those athletic freaks that wasn't completely polished at his position, but you kind of take the gamble on that guy. And the Chief, I think the Chiefs got a good one there. Yeah. I mean, I, I was surprised to see him slip so far down. But I think the Chiefs really got themselves a, a diamond in the rough there. Um, you know, I'm not going to say similar to when T.J. Watt fell to Pitt, but I mean, because uh, T.J. Watt is is yeah. I'm not going to say generational talent because that that term's thrown away around. Yeah, all the time, I, no, I I think he's a generational talent. T.J. Watt is something else. T.J. Watt is on another level, yeah. which is why I have him winning my defensive player. Yeah. Of the year. <laughs> um, so, do you want to move on uh, yeah. to our week one predictions? Because football starts pretty soon. I we mean, got, Thursday, we're two days away. Two days away <laughs> from when we record this right now. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Buffalo and uh, L.A. to start off. Yeah, the, Buffalo, L.A. Off. You know what? I'm going to start it off. I'm, I'm going with the Rams at home. They're, they're slight dogs right now at home. And I, I like the Rams to win this game. See, this is where I disagree with you because I have the Buffalo Bills – and their super team, you got a guy like Von Miller who, I mean, he kind of knows what the Rams are all about, mm-hmm. and he's bringing that knowledge of the Rams and their offense to Buffalo yep. and that defense. I think it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a great game for sure. Definitely going to be one of the best games of I, the year. I was just going to say, this is probably going to be a top five, if not top three game of the year. And and what a way to kick off the season. Oh, I mean, it's awesome. I two, can't two of the wait. best teams and, and a potential Super Bowl ma- uh, matchup. Yeah, here. I mean, really, it really could be. Yeah, so... I have Buffalo. I think Buffalo has that slight edge. Um, and we didn't disagree on many of these picks. That was one of them, though. Yeah, that was one of the three picks that we actually disagreed on. Um, yeah, we're not always on the same page, although it may seem that way sometimes. Yeah, for the most part, we pretty much are. But All right, so going into the Sunday games, um, we got New Orleans at Atlanta. Um, I've got New Orleans in this one. I also have New Orleans. I think Atlanta's not going to win many games this year. <laughs> no, Atlanta's not going to be very good. we got San Fran at Chicago. Um, San Fran, I think it's a pretty easy pick. Chicago is one of those teams where I don't think they're going to win many games. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I, I agree. With that. You picked that one too. Um, I, have, um, I, I think Eli Mitchell has a day because I ooh, think okay, I think that the score is being run up in San Francisco, and it's just going to be demolition derby uh, on Chicago. And uh, I think uh, Elijah Mitchell goes for probably over a hundred yards, maybe a pair of tutties. I love that as a as a proud Elijah Mitchell owner in fantasy. I do love that pick. Um, we got Pitt at Cincinnati. I think I'm going Cincinnati here. I think you did too. Yeah, but I will say this was a bit of a toss up for me because I think Pittsburgh is going to have that defense. I, I think Cincinnati. Hear me out. I think they're going to have a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover. Um, you know, you, you see it a lot with these teams that that lose in the Super Bowl and and they come back next season and. You know, there's there's just this this cloud of disappointment that looms over them, and it's almost just unlucky. Yeah. You know, I I, I think that they uh they're gonna be victims of that, and I could definitely see them losing week one, but 
uh, with the improvements that they made in this offseason, I'm, I'm going to have them uh, take the slight edge over Pitt. I agree. Um, we got New England at Miami. I've got Miami in this. Yeah. Um, I don't think New England's going to be all that good this year. I don't mm-hmm. think Mac Jones is uh, – I'm, I'm not even going to use the word ceiling because I think he's already at it. Uh, I think coming out of college, it's the best he's going to get. I don't think there's going to be much more room for improvement. I think he's a game manager at best. As much as I joke about calling him like mid Jones and stuff, I think he is pretty much right in the middle. There is like a mid tier quarterback. Right, he's going to win you games, no doubt. Yeah. But against this new look Miami offense, they're gearing up. They've been preparing for this game all off season. I know you can never count out Belichick, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of people are starting to question. You know, uh, good old Bill's uh, sanity here as he gets up in his older age and some of the, the old school tactics he's, he's been using and employing. Uh, I think Miami with Mike McDaniels, he's got that spunk. I love Mike McDaniels. I really think that he's the type of guy that's going to take Miami to that next level. And uh, I can really see Miami still in the playoff spot. All right. Uh, Baltimore at the Jets. I got Baltimore. Um, pains me, but the Jets just aren't going to be good this year. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, Griffin. I don't think we need to discuss this. Yeah, we don't need this to. one much. I got Baltimore as well. We got Jacksonville at Washington. Um, I'm gonna. I this was a very close toss up one for me. Mm-hmm. I think this is the start of the Carson Wentz revenge tour. I I, I got Washington that. in this, obviously. I but. also have Washington. Uh, I've always been a Carson Wentz truther. You have. Yeah, I, I could attest to that. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Wentz. Always have been. Uh, even after what happened and transpired in Philadelphia. But I think he gets a really bad rep. I think he takes that Washington offense to the next level. And uh, I think Washington wins here in that Carson Wentz-Doug Peterson revenge game. Yeah, I agree. Um, we got Cleveland at Carolina. The Baker-Mayfield revenge game. I think uh, – I don't think he gets much revenge. I got Cleveland in this one. I think the run game for Cleveland um, is just going to be too good. And I think that's what we'll see for a couple weeks. Um, but we'll see. I But I do have Cleveland, and I think it's going to be a close one. Now, this is the second game that we disagree on because I, I love Baker Mayfield. I love his personality. And, you know, he's made some comments about this Carolina-Cleveland uh, game, and I really think he puts a hurt into Cleveland. I think, you know, there, there's a lot going on in Cleveland. I think that locker room is more divided than the media is letting on. Oh, um, yeah. You, you uh, have, you know – all, all the things that happened with Sean Watson. I trading mean, Baker. Trading mean. Baker. Like you, I think you lost the trust of a lot of those players mm-hmm. in that locker room. Um, I don't think that they're going to be playing with their entire heart into it like someone as Detroit is going to this year. Um, <clears throat> and I mean, I like Stefanski as a coach, but he doesn't really give me big leader vibes. Yeah. If you know what I mean? Like he, yeah. he doesn't seem like a big player guy. And you go, you, you trade for Watson and I, I think that's really, really going to affect this locker room. I mean, I, you already saw I the, agree. the, the uh, comments that Jacoby Brissett made. And, I mean, Brissett's a great backup quarterback, but he's going to be starting 11 games. I don't have too much faith in Cleveland this, this season. I don't either. Uh, I, I really think Carolina takes the dub. I think Baker Mayfield, Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, they're all going to eat. And, uh, you know, Cleveland's going to have a lot of enemies this year because of what they've done this offseason so all right we got india at houston i think we're both going into here yeah yeah i mean i i you know houston houston's not gonna be as bad um i wouldn't be shocked if this one's actually a pretty close game i like houston's offense this year 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to touch on a couple guys later on. But, yeah, I've got Indy in this. I, I couldn't agree more with everything you just said. Um, Indianapolis, uh, they're kind of what they were last year. Just I think they're going to be a little more consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year they had a really bad start. But, I mean, starting off against Houston, this should be an easy win for them. Although, but, like you said, Houston. It should be, but I Houston's yeah, Houston, got a little sneaky team, man. I, right, right. I, I wouldn't I, be shocked if they win five, six, seven games this year. No, not at all. I, I think Houston's going to be better than people are giving them credit for. Yeah. I think Davis Mills is a franchise quarterback. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I, I just I can't see them overcoming Indianapolis. Frank Reich's a great coach, mm-hmm. uh, and although Indy always does start pretty pretty bad, I, I think they get off to a good start here. We got your Eagles at Detroit. I'm going with the Eagles. I Detroit's another one of those teams where I don't think they're going to be terrible this year. I think they're going to be, be really good. Yeah. I, I, th- I could see them. Fin- they're finishing third in the division. Um, they'll finish above the Bears. I don't think they're going to come close to the Vikings or Packers, but hey. But hey, I, I will expect them to take a, a game or two away from yeah. the, the Vikings and Packers because I think they're going to be super competitive. They're fighting for Man Campbell, Dan Campbell, you know, my man. And uh, they, they just they play with so much heart. I mean, Jared Goff isn't exactly horrible, but like Mac Jones – He's going to win you games. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that he really has a, a huge ceiling. Um, so, yeah, I, I also have Philly. And we got the uh, Giants at Titans. I'm going with the Titans here. I don't think the Giants are going to be good at all this year. Um, now, I think the Giants are going to be in that, that Houston-Detroit category. They're going to be better than people think. They're still not going to get to that level. I don't think Jan- Daniel Jones is the guy. I don't have faith in Daniel Jones. However, I wouldn't be surprised if they were to – to win, you know, more games than people think, but it's not going to be this game. They have a bunch of injuries, yeah. definitely on the offense. Uh, they're going to be struggling a little bit, and uh, I, I just I think they have the better coach and in, in, in Vrabel there. So I got Tennessee. This next one I think could potentially be the second best game of the week, right behind the um, Bills and Rams game. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Green Bay at Minnesota. Um, this is another one we disagreed on. I'm going Minnesota here at home, but I think it's a toss-up game. Yeah, the final game we disagree on is definitely warranted because you got two great teams. Mm-hmm. Um, Green Bay does have that weekend weekend receiving core, but their defense they, they invested yeah. so yeah, heavily really into did. this offseason that uh, I mean I, I think the defense is going to carry them all throughout the season, and you have a, a great run game. Uh, I don't think the passing is going to be as much of a factor. I mean, look at look at like San Francisco the past couple of years. They they made it to the Super Bowl relying on on their run yeah. game and their defense and uh, I mean once you get to the playoffs that's all that really matters your run game and your defense so I, I really could see Green Bay making a run for it that's why I do have them winning their division uh, and this game uh, I think Minnesota is going to be a great team this year but I think Green Bay's defense is going to stifle everybody except Justin Jefferson we got KC at Arizona. Um, we're both going KC here. Yep. Um, I I think this is kind of the game where you really see what Mahomes has to work with. Um, I think Sky Moore has a pretty big day, and Travis Kelsey is going to have a monster day. Now, I think the biggest day is going to come from their newest signing in I, Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. Yep. I think Schuster is going to have a phenomenal day. Arizona's secondary is not that great. I mean, you got two great pieces in Buda Baker and Byron Jones, Byron but Murphy. 
uh, Byron Murphy. I'm sorry, Byron Jones with Miami. Um, Byron Murphy and Buda Baker yeah. are, are great players, but no depth behind that. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster is going to have a day. He's going to work in that slot, and I, I think he has at least seven catches, at least 70 yards, and probably a score. I mean, I, I would definitely start him this week. All right. Uh, Vegas at the Chargers. My Super Bowl champ, Chargers. We're going with the Chargers here. Uh, yeah, I'm, I 100% agree with the Chargers. I don't think the Vegas defense is going to be able to slow them down. Yeah, and uh, I I think Vegas could finish last in that division, honestly. Oh, I um, agree. You got uh, their head coach there. How many how many Patriots head coaches or, or coaches from the Patriots head coaching tree really are that successful aside from Vrabel? Yeah. I mean, Josh really. McDaniels, a great offensive coordinator, but I, I don't have much faith in him as an offensive-minded uh, head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and... Vegas, you had so much happen last year, and and they're trying to make a quick turnaround. I'm not a fan of Vegas this year. Uh, I think I think they take the L in uh, in LA. And then the Sunday night game, we got Tampa Bay at Dallas, which I think could be another very good game. I've got Tampa Bay. I believe you do as well, right? Yeah, this can be an offensive explosion. Yeah, but um, Tampa's going to walk away with that that yeah. win. Dallas lost you know a couple pieces on offensive defense this offseason. Didn't really go through too much to yeah. replace it. And then the last one, Monday night, uh, we got the Broncos at Seattle for the Russ Revenge. Broncos game. country. Let's, Let's ride. ride. We got we got Russ taking this one, and I I think they'll dominate. The Seattle's yeah. Seattle's not going to win. Look many for games look this for year. a huge game out of Javante Williams week one. Yeah, uh, and I think this is going to be Javante Williams like breakout game where he's going to be like, I'm the guy in the scene. Look at me, it's my show. Um, you know, Gordon's going to steal a couple carries, but we'll, we'll get into that later in the, the segment. So. All right, so real quick, we're going to throw together our parlay pick of the week. Um, I'll start it off. I've got Rams plus 2.5, Saints minus 5.5, Eagles minus 4, and the Bucks money line for plus 1131 odds. Um, I think the value is just there. The Rams being 2.5-point dogs on the road, I think that's – I mean, I get Buffalo's really good, but I think that value, you could even take Rams' money line there, and then I like it. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> I, I thought really long and hard about my, my parlay pick this week. Um, I have the Eagles' money line, Washington' money line, uh, the Green Bay-Minnesota under 48, and uh, Baltimore minus 7 coming in at plus – 82-7 odds, which for you, those of you counting at home, if you bet $10, you're going to win $82.70. Uh, Eagles came out strong last season against a mid-team in Atlanta. I expect them to do the same thing here against Detroit. Uh, Washington's defensive line is going to dominate this uh, Jags offense, in my opinion. Uh, it really comes down to Carson Wentz if he can lead this offense in this Doug Peterson revenge game. Uh, but I really do Washington, do think Washington's going to snag that dub. Uh, Packers are going to need their defense to hold it together this season, like I said before. Um, but I, I think it's going to be a tooth-and-nail match. I think it's going to be defensive-heavy. I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a 23-20 final uh, for Green Bay, Minnesota. And uh, Ravens over the Jets. It's, sorry, Griff, it's, it's the Jets. It's all right. They, they've really <laughs> hurt a lot this preseason okay we're good we don't we don't need to get into it all right (laughs) so i want to talk about some fantasy sleepers real quick speaking about the talking about the ravens i've got one right here devin duvernay um he's going to be their returner so in leagues that 
you get points for return yardage. Great value there. But not only that, normally I wouldn't just draft a guy because they're a returner. Like, that's kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. But he, it sounds like he's going to be the wide, re- wide receiver, too, there, right behind Bateman. Um, and, you know, Duvernay, I just snagged on waivers today. Um, we're in a 10-man league, and it's deep. Um, so in deeper leagues, he's still going to be there. I like Duvernay a lot. Yeah. Um, him and James Prochet, they're going to be kind of fighting for the wide receiver two role. And uh, right now it looks like Duvernay. So I like Duvernay a lot. Um, another fantasy sleeper, we're, we talked about the Texans offense real quick. We did, yeah. I like Nico Collins a ton. Um, he's a, another guy that he's probably going to be the wide receiver two right behind Brandon Cooks. Um, he's 6'4", 215, and ran a 4'4", 40 at the combine. High weight speed, baby. Yeah. Um, you know, last year he was more of a depth guy. Didn't really get many chances. But coming out of uh, camp in preseason with actual reps, I think he could be a real playmaker in the offense. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's been working with Davis Mills. I think he's going to have really good chemistry with Davis Mills. Yeah. I mean, th- that's that's the one thing that Houston did right this offseason, if anything, is – keeping lovey smith mm-hmm. um because you're gonna have you know all, all these guys you're gonna know the system that you know you're going into year two davis mills going in second year nico collins going the second year i think mills is gonna have developed a lot better chemistry with nico collins and i and they've already reported that him and brendan cooks are oh, like yeah. super close yeah. already um so I, I think that Houston offense definitely, like you said, is going to pop off. Which uh, speaking of the Houston offense, you want yeah. to take it away? This this is your guy? this is your guy. Go ahead. Yeah, this right, this was right. your pick for offensive rookie of the year, and I, think I love it. I think there's one league where I don't own Damian Pierce, uh, and that is uh, our next fantasy sleeper. Uh, again, Texans released Marlon Mack, and that absolutely ended the RB one competition. Yeah, um, Pierce is going to be the starting back, like we mentioned before. You got Rex Burkhead. Uh, who's most likely going to get those third down reps. Um, but Damian Pierce, you know, he had some insane cuts, great demonstration of his vision uh, in that backfield in those preseason games. Yeah. Obviously, it's the preseason. You can't look too much into it. But you can, you can take a couple things away, and I think uh, Damian Pierce is going to be the biggest takeaway from this preseason. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if he has the best season out of all these running backs. Like I said before, he's my offensive rookie uh of the year, so yep, I, I like Damian Pierce. Then one last one, um, I don't hear many people talk about him at all. Uh, is Curtis Samuel? Last year he was shut down. For, he only played in five games. He was shut down with injuries. Um, his, that was his first year in Washington. Didn't really go as planned. Mm-hmm. But you look back to 2020 when he was still wide receiver three, which I believe he will be in this offense. You got Terry McLaurin. You got Jahan Dotson. Um, I think he'll be more of that gadget guy. I love little gadget guys as fantasy guys. Um, Curtis Samuel reminds me a lot, just not as good, but a lot of another Samuel. He reminds me a lot of Debo. Um, I think you could use Curtis Samuel on a lot of end arounds, little short screens, underneath routes, and I think he could be very effective. He showed that in 2020 as wide receiver three behind uh, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. He had 77 catches for 850 yards. Only had three touchdowns, but, I mean, I'd take that. Did he really have 77 catches for 85 yards? Wow. 850 yards. That's 80, I'm 80. sorry, 850 yards. Oh. My bad. I'm reading multiple notes at once. Yeah, no. Uh, but, no, he, yeah, he, uh, he, had a really, he had a really solid year. Um, you know, last year I think he was still getting adjusted to Washington. He missed 
DJ Moore a lot. Him and DJ Moore were best friends. And I think he was a little bit out of his comfort zone, and then he got hurt, and it ended his season. But I, I look for a bounce back. He's one of those guys where adding Carson Wentz into the mix in that offense, he's going to be he's going to be a good playmaker. Right. Um, I like Samuel a lot this year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and and Carson Wentz. You look in the past; he's always liked those those gadget guys. Yes. You know, he, he, look how well he worked with like Darren Sproles. Um, somebody that lined up all over the field for Philadelphia. And now, I mean, you have a taller version of him and Curtis Samuel almost. So I I, I agree. I think Curtis Samuel is going to have a good year and you're paying him so much money on that contract that Curtis Samuel has got to know, Hey, if I'm not producing this year, like this, this is my livelihood. This is my career at risk because it's going to go from the, whatever. I think, I think he's getting paid 10 million this year. Right. So something like that. And, uh, you know, he's going to get a bunch of, you know, $2 million contracts like uh, Ty Montgomery. Yeah. I, yep. I agree. Um, if he, that's if he doesn't produce. So want to jump into some more social media questions? Yeah. So uh, we posted, you know, back before episode one, uh, asking all of your social media uh, questions. And we got a we, couple more good ones. That yeah. Yeah. So, some more came in. Um, I know one was what is fantasy football? Uh, should we answer that one first? Um, yeah, that was my girlfriend's question. Um, yeah. Uh, fantasy football is the reason why we don't talk on Sundays. That's like the best answer. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what to say. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not often less speechless, but that was that was good. All right, so. Or Monday nights or Thursday yeah, nights or so, sometimes so Saturdays. The, the more serious questions. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right, so how valuable do you think T. Higgins will be in the Cincy offense lined up with Chase? Boyd and Mixon out of the backfield. This is all yours, Dan. Yeah, I like this a lot because I'm really high on T. Higgins still. Um, I could, I think he could finish the year as a low end wide receiver one or high end wide receiver two. Mm-hmm. Um, last year he only had seven less catches and eighteen less target targets than Jamar Chase. Wow. Um, Chase really blew him away though when twenty plus yard catches, forty nine to twenty five in touchdowns, obviously thirteen to six, but. The reason why I like Higgins a lot is because Chase coming off that monster year, I mean, he's going to be doubled a lot, whether it's help with the safety over the top. Like, I think that'll open up a lot of space for um, T. Higgins in those in-between routes um, down, like, the middle of the field. You know, Tyler Boyd's going to be that slot guy and catch the underneath stuff. Um, T. Higgins is going to have less yards and touchdowns than Chase again this year, I would assume. But the volume's going to be there, giving him a lot of value in PPR formats. Um, the O-line improved a lot, which should allow Burrow to have more time in the pocket to find Higgins across the middle of the field if uh, if Chase is doubled and stuff like that. So T. Higgins, I, I think the upside is there for a wide receiver one on the low end. And I think he's definitely a wide receiver two at the, at the bottom end. Yeah. Um, you know, this entire offseason, I really haven't been a huge fan of T. Higgins. I'm being honest, but the more I think about it, Jamar Chase, if he even has a sophomore slump, T. Higgins is going to be T. Higgins will be the guy. Yeah, he's going to yeah. benefit from that. Yeah. And if if Chase goes down, all of a sudden T. Higgins is the number one an elite wide receiver one. Yeah. Um, if Chase is double covered, you have T. Higgins as you know probably wide receiver one production. Yeah. There's a lot of good receivers this year. There's so much good receiver. Depth. Oh my god, yeah. Um, but I. I I think Higgins has a solid year. 
Do I like him at his ADP? Eh, not a huge fan because I'd rather get a guy like Keenan Allen who I think is number one on his team and going to be a consistent, you know, eight, ten catches a game. Yeah. But, you know, but especially if you're in a, if you're in a dynasty format, T. Higgins is a, is still a great pick, even with Chase. Yeah. I wouldn't get worried about Chase being there taking all dynasty, all especially. The, yeah, because yeah. uh, I mean, when it comes down to contracts in a couple years for T. Higgins, he's probably going to hit free agency. He probably gets a number one gig somewhere. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I don't think they'll be able to pay him and Chase wide receiver one money. So no. So no. I mean, dynasty long term, T. Higgins is the guy. I think. Yeah. Yep. Um, next question: Will Javante Williams be a top five fantasy back this year? If not, where will he land? <clears throat> All right. Uh, so, I'm pretty big on Javante Williams this year. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take this question. Um, as big as I am, no, he will not finish as a top five fantasy back. But I do believe he's going to finish as RB one in yeah, fantasy. Um, not the RB one, but you know, an RB one. An RB one. Might be low end, but. You know, let's let's break it down a little bit. You go. Uh, he split carries last season with uh, Gordon. Literally fifty-fifty. They each had two hundred and three attempts. Uh, you can't get any more even than that in a backfield split. Um, Gordon, I mean, last year was slightly more productive. If you really really nitpick, uh, he had four and a half average yards per carry. Uh, Williams had four point four average yards per carry. Uh, but Gordon did have four more rushing touchdowns because they used him at the goal line. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's gonna get those goal line touches. Javante was used more in the passing game, though. Um, he had 15 more targets for 100 more yards and an extra touchdown in the passing game than Gordon did last season. Uh, and Gordon was, uh, you know, more productive, but he did start 16 out of the 17 games. Yeah. That last, that 17th game, Javante Williams started. Um, so there are a lot of rumors that Javante Williams is going to be the lead back this year. He's going to be taking over that backfield as a workhorse. As he should be. As he should be. And uh, Gordon's even come out and said, hey, I'm okay with being the backup. And well, I, I think I, I'm going to I, I think Melvin Gordon's the best backup running back in the league. R- right next to Kareem, him think, and Kareem Hunt. Like, I think Kareem Hunt and him yeah, are, yeah. are... Him and Kareem Hunt, neck and neck. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. And uh, I, I, I think Javante Williams finishes... As a, a top 12 fantasy running back, just because he's probably going to get a 60-40 split with Gordon, if we're yeah. being realistic. Yeah. They're not going to totally cut out Gordon out of that backfield because no, that's productive you as can't. it was last you, year. you got to keep you got to keep Javante healthy for long term. Right. But you want to you wanna get him those starter reps. But to your point with Brees Hall Michael Carter, Michael Carter yeah. was better in North Carolina in a yeah. duo, yeah. and Javante Williams, Javante Williams was, the was half, his duo. The other half yeah. of that duo. So I think the same thing goes here with Javante I Williams. I think Javante Williams is going to get a lot of uh, catches out of the backfield. I think he's going to get a lot of receiving work. I think that really adds his upside. Uh, and again, if it's a 60-40 split, I mean, that's still you know, a 10%... Uh, 10%? No, that math can't be right. But, you know, 60-40, the odds are shifting in his favor when it comes to yeah. carries. He's going to be utilized a little little better, um, and he's, he's going to be top 12 RB. However, if Denver does move on from Gordon via trade, or if Gordon gets hurt, miss a chunk of time, uh, there is an outlier where, you know, I could see Javante Williams finishing his top five back because he's that talented. I like that. I like that a lot, and I completely agree. Um, I like Javante Williams a ton. Um, I've got him in one of my dynasty leagues, and I think he's one of, if not the best dynasty picks right now, probably outside Taylor. But as a running back, I think Javante Williams is probably RB2 in dynasty leagues. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So, I mean, yeah, I, maybe the volume won't be completely there now, but he's still in his second year, and he showed what he could do last year. So, right, I, I think long-term, like, long-term he's the running back. Um, whether Gordon's there or not, he'll still be the starter. But I think same way we were talking about Carter, like you said, I think Melvin Gordon still being there um, just increases uh, Javante Williams' value a lot. Yeah, I agree. And especially if you go to your keeper or your dynasty league, you should look at it as a good thing that Melvin Gordon's there because it's really helping out Javante Williams' durability. He's not going to oh, be running yeah. on the ground like someone like yeah. Najee Harris. Javante Williams, I, I bet Javante Williams has a longer career than Najee Harris just because he's being utilized you know, a little less, but still efficiently. And another and thing I don't hate is if you do take Javante Williams early, like I, he's probably going second round, early second, mid-second round. Right. Um, I don't hate taking Melvin Gordon later on in the draft. Yeah, and, and I, I really am not a huge fan of taking cuffs. Yeah, neither um, am I. Unless that running back is in like a split backfield of some sort. Right. Like one league I have Aaron Jones, but I also have A.J. Dillon. Yeah. Because I think Dillon's going to get primarily rushing, <clears throat> utilized in a rushing uh, manner while I think Aaron Jones could get split out wide. I've, I've got a league where I took Kareem Hunt and I don't even have Chubb. Yeah. Um, see, if, if Chubb goes down, I think Kareem Hunt's an elite RB1. If they decide to trade Kareem Hunt, which could be possible if a team loses a running back and they need someone, you know, you could go out and throw a pick to uh, Cleveland for Kareem Hunt, and I think he's a great. He's got great fantasy value because of that. Yeah. So, um, we do have a little more time, so uh, I'm going to jump into uh, a handful of players that I love this this uh, this week, week one. Um, I'm not going to go into hate because, you know. No one needs hate in their lives. Yeah. Come on. Love, hate? No, get out of here. It's love only. Yeah. Um, I, I love Baker Mayfield this week. I talked about it earlier. Yep. I think he, uh, that revenge game against Carol, uh, he's in Carolina, against Cleveland is uh, really going to happen. I think he throws for, you know, three touchdowns at the very least. Uh, Gabe Davis, another guy I love. Mm-hmm. I think Diggs being shadowed by, by Jalen Ramsey to, uh, on Thursday is, is really going to open up the field for Gabe Davis. Huge Gabe Davis fan this year. And I think opens up a potential breakout game early in this season uh, for someone who's poised to have a great season. Yeah, I like that. Um, I already discussed Juju Smith-Schuster and Eli Mitchell. Both, I think, uh, just have really good matchups you can utilize properly. Um, and then another running back I'm really big on uh, is Ramondre Stevenson. The James White era is is over, um, and that leaves a large role open in New England. You know, those check down backs are heavily utilized with the Patriots, uh, I expect Stevenson to take over this role and burst onto the scene against Miami. Yeah, I like that a lot. I mean, Damian Harris had a little bit higher of an ADP than uh, Ramondre Stevenson this year. I think Stevenson becomes their RB1. Um, mm-hmm. I, I All year long, I like Stevenson a lot in all formats. I like him in PPR leagues, like you said, the little check down back. Yep. Um, I think he has a solid year, and I do like that pick for having a great week against Miami. Yeah, um, and your Damian Harris point, I mean – I think Ramondre Stevenson has a higher upside, but I do think I Damian agree. Harris is going to be a touchdown dependent yeah. RB four. Yeah, he's his, he's his a touchdown generous, dependent flex. Yeah, I mean flex at best. Yeah, I mean that that's that's if he scores a touchdown because yeah. Ramondre Stevenson is going to get a lot of that receiving work. Yeah, and um, you know just to complete that lineup, we're gonna go tight end. I got Pat Fryermuth. What are your thoughts on Pat Fryermuth? I'm year? a big Pat Fryermuth guy. Um, 
you know, you've got Mitch Trubisky coming in as their starting quarterback, and we don't know how long he's going to start. Even if Kenny Pickett does come in and get some starts later on in the year, which I assume he will, um, I think Fryermuth is a good little. Uh, he's a check down. He's a little blanket guy. He's somebody that the quarterbacks can rely on throughout the season. So I'm I'm big on Fryermuth. Um, I do think he's a little touchdown dependent in fantasy. Um, I don't know if the volume will be there a ton because I think Najee Harris will get a lot more of the checkdowns out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Fryermuth, touchdown dependent, he's a solid tight end pick. Yeah, I mean, he was, what, a second-round pick in the draft? Yeah. So they're, they're going to use him. They're not going to waste a second-round pick on some yeah. guy that's going to block. Uh, that's that's my outlook on it. But also, I, I honestly, I love Pat Fryermuth's value even more if Kenny Pickett's starting. Because you know who rookie quarterbacks love? Tight ends. Tight ends. Yeah. Go to check yeah. down to the tight end. Yeah, so. I like that. But uh, I think that's... That's all, about all we got. Yeah, I'll do um, it for today. So enjoy this week of football. We've got some really good games coming up. And, I'm uh, so pumped. Oh I'm so god. freaking pumped. Oh my god. So let us know what you guys have for your picks this week. Um, and yeah, I guess we'll we'll see you guys next Tuesday. We'll be back for another episode recapping everything throughout the week and we'll talk about, you know, some guys that could be out there on waiver wire, um, potential trade targets, although it's very early, but you know, you still gotta keep an eye out. Yeah, and uh go to our social medias and you know, don't be afraid to comment what you wanna see us talk about because, you know, we we love to hear from you guys. Uh we wanna put out content that you know, is going to be interactive and engage. And, uh, you know, it's cool to see your opinions and your thoughts because, uh, I mean, that's the best thing about football is that everybody views it differently, you know. Yeah, so if you have any questions, feel free to leave it in the comments, send it in our DMs. We'll be sure to answer them in the following episodes. And, you know, I guess that's pretty much it for today. Yeah, cool, cool. All right, we'll see right. you guys next week. Thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in to the uh, ice bath. Stay yeah. cool. <laughs> Stay. S- s- still not good, but it's getting better. <laughs>